Hallelujah. What a wonderful joy since this morning. Say thank you, Jesus, for my joy. This is joy. Joy everlasting. This show today is a day of joy for your life. Say today is a day of joy for my life. Today, my enemy has made a big mistake. Today is a day of my salvation. The day of my breakthrough. Because Jesus is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Give thanks to him. Give thanks to him. Welcome to the arena of liberty. Welcome to the presence of the living Jesus. No matter what you have been facing up to now. No matter the trouble, the way you have been having so far. Today you will know that Jesus is aware. Yeah. Say neighbor. Yeah. Jesus is aware. Of my situation. Whatever has been happening to me so far, he is in control. It's for my advancement. It's for my breakthrough. Give thanks to Jesus for that. Hallelujah. Have your seat in his presence. We are serving a faithful and true God. Whatever people must have said about you, whatever your situation must have told you, today you will know the truth about yourself. Say, I'm here ready for the battle. I'm ready for the battle. I'm ready for victory. Brethren, the reason why so many people in the church today are weak, it's because they are not armed for battle. The first step to be strong is to realize that life is a battleground. That's why you have been experiencing all these things because life is the battleground and there is no neutral ground. Say, neighbor, there is no neutral ground. There is no hideout. The purpose of God in your life cannot be fulfilled without the heat of trials. It can be sickness, affliction, joblessness, just name it. The purpose of God in your life can never be fulfilled without a battle. So prepare yourself for battle. Say, neighbor, prepare yourself for battle. For your business, for your home, for your destiny. Prepare yourself for battle. Life is not perfect. We are living in the world where the enemy 
We never allow God's purpose in our lives to be fulfilled without putting up a battle. You need to put up a battle. That is why you are here and the battle is the Lord. La raison pour laquelle beaucoup de gens dans le peuple de Dieu aujourd'hui sont faibles, c'est parce qu'ils ne sont pas équipés pour le combat. Ta destinée ne sera jamais accomplie sans bataille. Tu dois te préparer pour le combat, car le combat est celui de Dieu. Ta destinée ne peut pas s'accomplir sans avoir les épreuves, les tentations. Ça peut être le chômage, la maladie, la souffrance, quel qu'il soit. Dieu est en train de dire quelque chose. Ce monde n'est pas parfait. Nous vivons dans un monde où l'ennemi ne permettra jamais que le plan de Dieu dans ta vie ne soit accompli sans mener une guerre. Tu dois mener le combat, c'est pour ça que tu es là aujourd'hui. Say never be ready for the battle. Be ready for victory. This brings us to the title of our message today, The Believer's Conflict. Tell your neighbor The Believer's Conflict. Tell your neighbor again The Believer's Conflict. Let me take you to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. Turn your Bible with us. The book of Joshua, chapter 24. I start my reading from verse 14. Le livre de Josué, chapitre 24, verset 14. Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Verse 18. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwell in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for the Lord is our God. Last verse. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is the holy God and he is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Let somebody say the believers conflict. Man of God prophet Joshua says that we cannot separate warfare from salvation because true salvation puts us into direct conflict with Satan. Nous ne pouvons séparer, séparer le guerre, la guerre du salut. Nous ne pouvons pas séparer la guerre du salut. Pourquoi? Car le vrai salut nous met en conflit direct avec Satan. The moment we make a true conversion to Jesus, Satan hates us the same way he hates Jesus. When we are truly saved, we are engaged in a phenomenal battle. The moment you took a hard decision to commit your life to Jesus, total commitment to Jesus, you have declared war against the devil. By identifying yourself to Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you have made Satan your bitter enemy. Quand nous sommes vraiment convertis, Satan nous déteste, la même façon qu'il déteste Jésus. 
Lorsque nous sommes réellement sauvés, nous sommes engagés dans une guerre phénoménale. Lorsque nous nous devons consacrer à Jésus de Nazareth, tu as déclaré la guerre au diable. Cela veut dire en t'identifiant avec Jésus-Christ de Nazareth, Satan devient ton pire ennemi. Say this world is not my home. Say this world is not my home. I am just passing through. Once Jesus Christ purchases us, Prophet Jesus says, we become aliens, strangers, and there is a barrier between us and everything here on earth. Once Jesus purchases us with his blood, we become aliens, strangers, foreigners, and there is a barrier between us and everything here on earth. What do I mean? You will not go where Jesus is not welcomed. You will not say what Jesus no want to say. You will not do what Jesus no want you to do. You will only go where Jesus wants you to go. Let somebody say the battle is the Lord. Let somebody say take your position. Victory is certain. We are spirit beings living in a physical body. Learning to live in a natural world dominated by Satan. He rules by sin. He fights in sin and sin is his weapon. But glory be to God. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Say glory be to God. In the name of Jesus, I have the victory. The best antidote against the poison of sin is to walk in the spirit. Say, neighbor, walk in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Move in the spirit. To walk in the spirit, the key is not to suppress the flesh, but to surrender to the Holy Spirit. The instruction for such walk is entirely guided and regulated by the spirit of Jesus. Let somebody say how. The Bible says we listen to the testimony of our conscience because our heart is controlled by the Holy Spirit. In each step, each direction, each choice you make, intimation, suggestion comes from the Holy Spirit. The commander, the controller, the instruction for such action be performed. Nous sommes des êtres spirituels vivant dans un corps physique, apprenant à vivre dans un monde naturel dominé par Satan. Le meilleur antidote contre le poison du péché, c'est de marcher dans l'esprit. Marcher dans l'esprit, ce n'est pas la suppression de la chair, mais la submission au Saint-Esprit. La direction pour une telle marche est entièrement contrôlée par l'Esprit de Dieu. Nous écoutons le témoignage de notre cœur parce que notre cœur est contrôlé par le Saint-Esprit dans toute décision, dans tout choix, dans tout choix que nous faisons. Succession, inspiration nous vient de l'Esprit de Dieu. Say your neighbor, prepare your heart. Keep your heart. That victory is there already for those who recognize it. Let a smile enlighten your face. Say that victory is already there. Put your hand in your hand. Say, that victory 
is already here for those who recognize it. Our spirit, our heart is the communication point, contact point, landing point for the Holy Spirit. But today, because of many fleshly desires, many hearts today have become a conflict room between flesh and spirit. Conflict between hate and love. Conflict between faith and doubt. That's why the Bible says our values need to be tested against facts and experiences. A man may profess I'm a Christian, but not such in heart. A man may come out and say I'm a born again, but not such in heart. We know we are totally committed to Jesus Christ when that commitment is tested. Jesus needs to test our commitment and the genuineness of our faith. Notre cœur, c'est le point de contact du Saint-Esprit. C'est le terrain d'atterrissage de l'Esprit de Dieu. Mais aujourd'hui, à cause des désirs charnels, il y a un conflit dans nos cœurs entre la chair et l'Esprit, entre croire et douter, aimer et haïr. Jésus veut tester notre dévotion envers lui. Car quelqu'un peut dire, je suis chrétien, mais ne pas l'être de cœur. Quelqu'un peut dire, je suis évangéliste, je suis né de nouveau, mais ne pas l'être de cœur. When we turn our Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 19, from verse 16 to 22, we have a case of a rich young ruler who came to Jesus to express his zeal, his commitment to the kingdom of God, and said to Jesus, Lord, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered by sending a declaration, a probing declaration to check the state of his heart, and said to the man, well done. But if you want to be perfect, there is something you need to do. Go, take your possession, sell them, give them to the poor, come and follow me. Rewards for you in heaven. There was a conflict in the heart of the man. But the Bible says he went back sorrowful because he had great, great possessions. What can we say about that? If our actions are motivated by self-interest, we are mortgaging tomorrow's joy. Doing something as a matter of commitment to God does not involve any condition attached. If you make God one of those things, then your commitment to God will be partial, not total. And when your loyalty towards God enters into conflict with money, position, relationship, comfort, you are likely to sit on the fence and become indifferent. 
especially when holding to your faith is painful. Jésus a mis à l'épreuve le riche qui est venu vers lui en lui disant, Seigneur, qu'est-ce que je peux faire pour hériter la vie éternelle Il a montré son zèle, son dévouement pour le royaume de Dieu. Mais Jésus envoie une déclaration pour tester le niveau de sa foi, le niveau de sa dévotion envers Dieu. Il lui dit, va, prends tes possessions, va les vendre, distribue ça aux pauvres, viens et suis-moi, tu auras une récompense au ciel. Mais la Bible dit, l'homme s'est détourné avec tristesse parce qu'il était très riche. Cela veut dire que si nos actions sont motivées par un désir égoïste, nous hypothéquons l'avenir. Faire quelque chose comme un moyen de dévotion à Dieu n'a aucune condition. Si tu fais de Dieu une de ces choses, alors ta dévotion, ton engagement envers Dieu devient partiel, pas total. Alors lorsque ta loyauté envers Dieu entre en conflit avec l'argent, les positions, alors tu abandonnes à Dieu, tu resteras indifférent. Such was the case of the people of Israel when they entered the promised land. They said to Joshua, we shall serve the Lord our God. And Joshua said to them, you shall not be able to serve the Lord. Why did he say that? It wasn't harsh. The Bible says it's so that there was a conflict in their heart between flesh and spirit. There was a conflict as to know whether to give to God a total commitment or not. As a leader in righteousness who conquered all the enemy, Joshua knew that our responsibility to God is a commitment and fellowship rather than sacrifice. Therefore, he urged them to give a total commitment to God the only source of salvation. Say, neighbor, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, total commitment to Jesus, the only source of salvation, my deliverer, my protector, he is faithful. Faith in him is not a risk, but a sure and practical act. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, neighbor, Will you be ready to serve the Lord? Are you ready? Today, many show great zeal out of mere conviction, but lack fundamental root in God. Faith is our root in God. It takes the grace of God Almighty to maintain your confession of faith. When the heat, the vicissitudes, the trials of this world come with a choking hand, that unstable zeal is choked. But glory be to God Almighty. As a believer, victory is yours today. Say, victory is mine today. Say, the Holy Spirit uses my heart to guide my soul before I become what I confess. Say, the Holy Spirit uses my heart to guide my soul before I become what I confess. I want you to stand up for a while. You have to make a declaration. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? Je dis, l'Esprit de Dieu se sert dans nos cœurs pour diriger nos âmes avant que nous devenions ce que nous confessons. 
you are not alone. You are here today. Jesus knows the reason why you are here today. Jesus knows your past, nothing hidden. He knows your present, the state of your mind. He knows your future. Nothing is hidden to him. Now, are you ready for victory? A resolve to do whatever proper thing it takes, separate the weak from the strong. Joshua was conquerous because his heart was for God. He was determined. Are you ready for the hard decision? Are you ready to fight for your destiny? Are you ready to fight for your career? Are you ready to stand from that devil tormenting your life? You have to know that he's a defeated foe. He knows it and you know it. Say, I, I will follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Say, I, I will serve Jesus. Serve Jesus. Say, I, I will love Jesus. Love Jesus. Say, I and, my family, I and my family, we shall serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. This, is this is my declaration. This is my commitment. This is my commitment. Total, Total. Not, partial. not partial. Total, Total. I will serve the Lord. I stand on this commitment. No matter what happens, no matter what comes. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Rappelle-toi, la victoire appartient à Dieu. Tu dois faire une déclaration de ton cœur. Tu dois prendre une décision de ton cœur aujourd'hui pour que la victoire t'appartienne. Josué n'a jamais pu peur. Il a engagé ce corps avec Dieu et la victoire a été totale. Jésus connaît ton passé, ton présent et ton avenir. Rien n'est caché. Faith is not a hobby. There is no alternative to faith. No substitute, no shortcut to faith. Faith is a means of victory. And you cannot grow in faith if you don't make a total commitment to Jesus. Total commitment is what Jesus requires through the gospel because we serve God with our heart. La foi, ce n'est pas un passe-temps. Il n'y a pas d'alternative. Il n'y a pas de raccourci. Il n'y a pas de raccourci pour la foi. La foi, c'est le seul moyen de victoire que nous avons. La foi, c'est le seul moyen de victoire. Une victoire assurée, une victoire certaine. Un engagement total, c'est ce que Jésus demande à travers l'évangile de vérité. Si tu crois aujourd'hui, la victoire est à toi. I want you to tell your neighbor that partial commitment. Say neighbor, Partial commitment cannot defeat Satan in battle. Tell you never, partial commitment cannot defeat Satan in battle. That's why the scripture says to you and I, watch and pray. Watch and pray without ceasing. How do we watch and pray? To watch and pray is to discipline your heart before you pray. 
how do we discipline our hearts? The man of God, Prophet Jesus, says to you and I that when the word of God dominates your mouth, it will dominate your heart. And when the word dominates your heart, it will influence your behavior, your conduct. You will fear no more. So confronting your meditation when you read the Bible, that enables you to control your attitude, your utterances. Say God's word refreshes my mind. God's spirit renews my strength. La Bible dit qu'un engagement partiel ne peut défaire Satan. Voilà pourquoi la Bible dit veille et prie. Veiller et prier veut dire contrôler ton cœur, discipliner ton cœur avant de prier. Comment Si la parole de Dieu domine ta bouche, elle dominera ton cœur. Si elle domine ton cœur, elle influencera ton comportement et ta conduite. Alors en contrôlant ta méditation, après avoir lu la Bible, cela te permet de contrôler ton attitude et tes déclarations et ta bouche. Now, this is the final battle. Tell the neighbor, this is the final battle. Today, I have taken the decision to fear no more, to worry no more. I know that all that has been happening to me was for a purpose. Today, I am in the land of liberty. Today, I believe Jesus Christ is alive. I'm here to declare the faithfulness of Christ in my life. Victory, salvation is mine. When you give a total commitment to Jesus, Jesus will take up all the devil's challenges against your life. So today, I say to you, congratulations. Say, neighbor, congratulations. Shake your hands, say, neighbor, congratulations. Thank you for not giving up. Hold on to your faith. Keep up to your faith. Because any moment from now, you will see Jesus Christ at work in our midst. Tell your neighbor, Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with the God of mercy, the God of compassion, the God of love. So whoever you are here today, look to him. Engage your heart and give thanks to him for his victory. Because what you're about to receive is by pure grace. He has won the battle for you and me. He has made you worthy. The devil has been lying to you for so many times. But today you know, I would declare God's faithfulness. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Let someone say, what a joyful day. Jesus preached the word of God. Jesus demonstrated the word and make it work. He said, all of you who are sick, 
All of you are heavy laden. Come to me and I will give you rest. Rest for your soul. Rest for your spirit. Rest for your life. Today, Jesus will fight that battle for you today. Are you ready for that? Let's give thanks to him in advance. Give thanks to Christ. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, If I cast out demons by the finger of God, then know that the kingdom of God is now amidst. Let someone say, Jesus never said goodbye. goodbye. Tell yourself, Jesus never said goodbye. Jesus never left me often. Jesus in our midst today, in the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus.